Welcome to Trader Triggers, presented to you by Rob MV3 Trader. This is a segment of Futures Trade Radio that is brought to you by The Ultimate Trader's Guide, your one-stop shop for the most valuable income-producing information on the internet. Go to ultimatetradersguide.net to learn more. Link in the show notes. Now enjoy the show. All right, welcome to another episode of Trader Triggers. So over the last couple of episodes, we've talked about trading strategies and how to find the perfect strategy for you. But what if it's just not working out for you still, right? What if you've been using the strategy and it's not giving you the results that you want to see? It's not giving you the consistency that you're looking for, right? What if it's just not working out? So let's just, let's take a few minutes to talk about why the strategy may or may not be working for you, right? Or may not be working for you. Just because you found the Holy Grail strategy, that doesn't mean you're automatically going to start making millions of dollars from the market, right? You know, the Holy Grail really is just means that it works for you. That's how I'm reading a Holy Grail strategy. And just because you are not necessarily that it works for you, but it's a good working strategy and the strategy is just fine. But just because you found that strategy that you can see works through your back test and you can see through other people, that doesn't automatically mean that you're going to, you know, start making a bunch of money right off the bat. Right. And another thing that I want to make clear is that you don't need the perfect strategy to make money in this business. Yeah. You know, I strongly recommend trading from within, but to be honest, you can be consistently profitable with a strategy that's not tailor made for your personality and lifestyle. Remember the all strategies work just not all the time quote, right? So, what I want to talk about here is some reasons why the strategy you're using may not be working out for you. I've talked about the strategy I used when I started trading futures and how I have evidence that I drastically underperformed in the beginning with that strategy. The main reason I failed to make the strategy work is consistency. And I wasn't being consistent with the strategy. We're going to get a little bit deeper into, into that, but if you're not being consistent with your strategy, how can you expect to see consistent results? No matter how good or bad your strategy is, the key is always going to be consistency. From my personal experience and what I've witnessed from myself and with other traders, the energy that you put into what you're doing is what you're going to receive in return. So getting back to my strategy, you know, or how I used to trade, I would get wins and feel pretty good about myself after a couple wins, gaining a little bit of confidence, right? But deep down inside, I still had a fear when it wasn't going to work. More on that, you know, in a minute. So when I eventually ran back into some difficulty with my trading, starting another losing streak, starting in a drawdown, starting to enter a drawdown, I would get, I would start to become timid and trigger shy which obviously, you know, broke my consistency. And every time my consistency was broken, I would miss out on great trades and even not so great setups, right? You know, not these quote unquote A plus setups. I would miss out on the non A plus setups that would end up working out for what could have been a healthy addition to my P&L. It's kind of on a side note why I don't really go too hard with the A plus setup type of thing because never mind, that's another topic for another day. Right. But then as a result, the inevitable loss would come back around. And because 
I missed out on those previous winners, that loss would be much more impactful. I would actually end up taking that loss because I just missed all these other trades and I realized it in hindsight. And eventually I would take the loss that would that ended up being much more impactful to my drawdown because I didn't have the cushion from those winning trades to pay for that loss. So we can use my experience as clear evidence that consistency is required for your strategy to be as efficient as it can be. Being too decisive or subjective about your trades or the trades that you take could be more costly than taking more losses due to the market conditions not you know, lining up perfectly with your strategy. Now, from what I've experienced and witnessed, being overly decisive has a direct connection to the fear of failure. From that fear, naturally we attempt to put up every guard that we know possible to avoid the undesired failure. And I would say avoidance of failure is like a cousin to the, the lack of consistency. Next to consistency, I see putting too much energy into avoiding failure quite often. We can get so caught up in avoiding losses or drawdown that we end up focusing a majority of our attention on where the strategy would not, will not work instead of recognizing the frequency at which it does work. In my opinion, when it does work is more important than when it doesn't because this will help you accurately design a risk management plan, including, you know, the predator formula so that your winners pay for your losers, allowing your profits to compound over time. We know that a strategy will not give us hundred percent winners. So constantly looking for evidence to its failures is actually counterproductive and a form of self-sabotage. I think we do this because of how appealing the big winners are. We see the potential for our accounts to grow fast and we go after it by attempting to dodge as many losses or losers as we can, regardless of what the strategy presents as an opportunity. It feels good to see your account grow exponentially with a little bit of drawback, right? So we can keep a close eye out for those losing trades with the attempt to avoid them, right? And that may feel like the right thing to do in the moment, but it's vital to remember that the more of what you focus on the most is what you're going to get. You're going to get more of what you focus on the most. So instead of focusing on the losses that I don't want, I found it to be much more beneficial to focus on the winners that I do want. As a solution, I like to apply the, like the, an 80, 20 mentality to this, where I'm giving a majority of my energy to where the strategy works and to what I can do to be consistent with that, taking advantage of those winning or those working opportunities as much as I, I can. The attention I give to when it doesn't work is brief. Like I see, okay, it doesn't work. But here's the thing about that. I've already done the work beforehand before I even started trading. This is why, how I set my strategies up is I go through and I make sure I see the potential for it to not work when I'm setting the strategy up, right? When I'm doing all my back testing and I'm working on my plan and putting my plan together, I've already done all this work for when it doesn't work by way of my risk management plan. Like I will take a chunk of recent time, let's say roughly six months, three to six months. I don't go back too far. And then I get a quick tally for losses versus wins. I 
get an overall picture and I'm not even really that detailed about it. I just get an overall picture of how many times my strategy is going to work versus when it's not going to work. And from there, I can mathematically construct a plan to mitigate the risk and take advantage of the wins as much as I can consistently do. And the reason why I don't really go too deep into it, because the strategies that I've created lately, you know, and too deeply into when it works versus when it doesn't work is because I can see an overall picture that it's going to work so much more than when it's not going to work. Now, if it's kind of close, if I do my overall analysis and I see that it's kind of close, then, then I'll get more granular and I'll start doing the math and see if this is actually a working strategy that I can use. But the strategies that I'm using now, it's not even close. Like I'm looking at maybe seven to one, six to one, eight to one type of scenarios. Of course, it's not going to always play out like that. Sometimes you're going to get a rough patch like we've seen through, through this um, phase of earnings to where it can be really choppy and it can be hard to find some really good winners and be consistent and we can have a lot of rotations. But overall, during quote unquote normal market conditions, I'm going to have so much, so much more winning opportunities are profitable opportunities than losing opportunities. Now, as a bonus benefit, the fear that I had towards losing faded away the more that I focused on winning. And now that I think about it, this is what I did right in the beginning when I doubled my account in the first month of trading futures. I took way more losses than I did winners back then, but I still was able to get that kind of result where, you know, doubling my account but because I was new and I was listening to the regurgitation of those that supposedly knew better, plus the fact that I leaned too heavily into my curiosity for something different without solidifying like a different strategy, without solidifying what I had already proven to work, I ended up shifting that energy towards the losses and potential failure. And you should already know by now, I'll be able to guess where that led me, right? That led me to a lengthy losing streak, which destroyed that month of gains and awakened the fear monster that took over my trading for a majority of the following year. And it took me probably just as long to put that fear monster back at bay, all because I gave too much focus to the potential failure instead of keeping my eyes locked on the prize. But here's the thing that we tend to overlook or misunderstand about failure. You can only fail when you quit. So as long as you continue to apply persistent effort, you have not failed. So from that lens, we can see that irrational, the irrationality around our avoidance of failure. In essence, avoiding failure is truly an attempt to dodge the accountability of our own choices. And to be clear, there's nothing wrong with deciding to give up and, be, and move on to something else, right? There's not one thing that's for everybody. If trading is just not your thing, that's nothing wrong with that. That's cool. If you recognize that you started trading, you started day trading, swing trading, whatever it may be, and you just discover that, you know, this is not your thing. Cool. You, you tried it and you know it's not your thing. So you move on. But if you have that burning desire inside of you to produce consistent income as a trader, however you decide to go about that, at the end of the day, Achieving that goal is as simple as staying persistent until you find your space, until you find what works for you in this environment. Now, externally, we talked about the internal. We just talked about the internal, but externally, 
What can be not so easy to recognize is the completeness of your strategy. Now, I talked about how to make sure your strategy is complete in the previous episode, but as a quick recap, you want to follow the perfect strategy trifecta, understanding that perfect just means complete, not flawless, right? As a side note. And that perfect strategy trifecta asks three questions. Is your strategy simple? Is it efficient? And can you explain it to a child, right? If you can cover the basics, as I elaborated on the previous episode, you're fine with the strategy that you're using. So if you're still struggling with your strategy, assuming you're also treating your trading as a business, showing up with a plan and following the plan to a T, you may want to use the strategy trifecta to confirm the completeness of your strategy. One way having a incomplete strategy could reveal itself is through uncertainty on what your next step should be from the time that you open the position until the time you close that position for a profit or loss. Like if you enter into a trade and you don't know exactly where you're going to get out or you don't know exactly where you may adjust your stop loss or, you know, do whatever you're going to do, you just open the trade and then you're like, okay, what is the, what is the market going to do? And then you're trying to make a decision based off of what you think the market is doing. That can mean that your strategy is not complete because you should know step by step. Once I enter the strategy, if I see this, the market do this, then I'm going to take that action. If I see the market do that, I'm going to take that action, right? Going to take this action, right? You should have a detailed plan of what you're going to do after you enter that trade until you close that position. And if you don't see that, and then you just let it play out until you see one of those things. But remember, this is the simplest part of trading. Strategy developing or coming up with a strategy is not rocket science. You want to make sure it's complete, but you don't want to overthink it. From my experience, we tend to give this potential problem way too much energy or too much weight by adding all kinds of indicators and rules to the strategy. All sorts of things need to be lined up before we take a, an action. All the stars need to be aligned. I need my 47 confirmations before I'm, you know, I'm even mildly confident to pull the trigger. All while numerous opportunities are passing by. And you realize this in hindsight and then what comes next FOMO leading you to finally pull the trigger in the absolute worst place. That's been my experience, at least anyway, I don't know if anybody can relate to that. Then guess whose fault it is the even market maker or wall street, right? Quote unquote, wall street or some other wealthy person that's not even aware of our existence. It had nothing to do at all, right? With the lines, all the lines in the laundry list of rules that are, you know, that are on your that are part of your setup, right? Of course, I'm being facetious here, but you get my point, right? Keep it simple. Generally speaking, your strategy is really missing anything and it's less likely the issue or the real issue. So with all that being said, if you've been trading in your strategy, or if you've been trading your strategy consistently, not deviating from the plan, you're coming into the market with a positive energy from a positive mental space, and you're still not getting results you want, another possibility is the timing is just off with the strategy that you're using. So you'll need to zoom out and get a big picture of what's going on. How was the market when you manually back tested your, your strategy? How, you know, what did your back test show you when your strategy worked versus how the market is now? Something should clearly stick out by way of volatility or structure, you know, something like that. For example, if you started out with options trading, you know, with an options trading strategy, 
during the summer of 2020 that worked out great, but now you're realizing your trades are being destroyed by theta decay. That doesn't necessarily mean that options trading is done in this bear market. You may just need to make some adjustments to deal with the more frequent range bound price action that we are experiencing in this environment. And if you found that the timing is not right for your strategy, you may just need to make a small tweak to put your strategy in alignment with current market conditions instead of looking for a completely different strategy. Backtesting will help you confirm this by making sure you go back far enough, but don't go back too far, right? There's rarely a need to backtest back like decades, right? Unless you're just curious about how things would have worked out back then and you just have a general curiosity. But in terms of trading right now, you don't need to go back 10, 20 years, even like five years. Personally, I've learned to keep my backtests to no more than six months. Beyond that, it's just a fun exercise to do, but it's not really necessary. It's not going to move the needle for me that much. Phases repeat themselves in cycles, right? We do have market cycles that repeat themselves. Shout out to Ray Dalio for, you know, his recent book. Bring it up for a visual. The Changing World Order talks about a lot of different market cycles and a lot of different cycles or economic cycles and how he breaks that down for relating it to these financial markets. But getting back to the, the topic, if you stay present and manage your risk, you'll have plenty of time to adjust to the current state of the market. History repeats itself, but it's never 100% the same. So there will be some adjusting to do regardless of what, you know, what you backtested or what happened in the past. Now, if you find that all of these things are in order, but you still can't get positive results with your strategy, that could be an indicator that you're trying to force a strategy to work that isn't a good fit for you. For me, this would look like a, or could look like a swing trading strategy that requires me to keep track of a basket of crypto coins in a watch list every single day. Technically, the act of trading crypto is not much different than trading futures. There's a slight nuance in terms of how to actually go about investing or buying coin and all that stuff, right? The different kind of accounts you got to set up and wallets and all of that stuff, right? And I found evidence that the strategies I use for futures can work for other markets with just some minor tweaks. But because my attention is going to be, because my attention is not going to be there to follow the crypto market every single day, just because I'm not that interested in it, there's a good chance that I'm not going to be able to make swing trading crypto, a basket of coins work out for me. That's just an example, but just because a way of trading works out for one person, that doesn't mean that it will work out for you. You can get worse results with someone else's strategy, or you can actually get better results with someone else's strategy, but rarely will your results be exactly the same as another traders. In my opinion, this is evidence that trading is much more about you than any particular strategy or anything external to what you bring to this environment. So with all that being said, everything that I covered in this episode are some things to consider if you feel like you've done it all that you can do to get your strategy to work, but it's still just not working out for you. If you feel like there's something that I missed, feel free to let me know in the comment section below, as well as any other thoughts that you may have. And if you found this valuable, go ahead and tap that like button 
and subscribe if you haven't already done so. I appreciate each and every single one of you for tuning in to another episode of Trader Triggers. You can catch these live on YouTube at MB3 Trader during the Futures Trade Radio live stream, plus more videos on day trading futures. Also, make sure you head on over to ultimatetradersguide.net for more valuable income producing information. All links and resources mentioned are in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and until next time, trade it easy.